said the f word <laughs> the hard f jesus h christ that'd get us probably taken off youtube even though i am a hard f and i think we already were taken off youtube weren't we we were once oh we're back on there yeah we're back on there oh nice yeah we just i only just post a podcast oh, okay. uh, we don't do the video thing anymore oh gotcha yeah because that's kind of an extra thing and i don't know yeah not super well attended i could get like a bigger setup and like mm. make it more professional and probably get a bunch more viewers but who cares who cares yeah whatever yeah po like podcasts are big on youtube now though like way bigger than podcasts really are on domestic media yeah that's true yeah yeah i mean i think that's where a lot of people are you know a lot of stuff's now more of a visual type thing Right. I sound kind of weird, don't I? You sound kind of weird? Yeah. What do you mean? On the thing? Maybe it, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm hearing that wrong. I think you're hearing it incorrely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you sound just fine, baby. My ears don't work. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, yeah. Maybe, I mean, for your headphones, everything okay? Yeah, I think so. Okay, maybe it sounds right. Yeah. Maybe it sounds right? Okay, yeah. now you're making me, like, real anxious that I, like... <laughs> fucked something up on the board here or something i think we're okay though yeah it could just be my me my hearing ears could be your hearing ears <laughs> it could be my hearing ears not my thinking ears my hearing ears my hearing ears well, uh anyway today uh we are here to talk about the holdovers the holdovers the holdovers yeah a movie released uh last year yeah now because we're in the new year 2024 mm -hmm. yeah it was at the end of 2023 yeah yeah, yeah, it uh, was first released at uh, in August uh, on August thirty first at a film festival, and mm. then was later released uh, in wider release on October twenty seventh mm. here in the United States of twenty twenty three. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, but before that, let's talk about Patreon. Oh, yeah, the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. go to patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs to support us and help us out. There's a bunch of tiers. You get a lot of stuff. There's one with a fucking media server. Two with two fucking tiers with a media server. One of them also comes with merch. Mm. You know, uh, there's a bunch of cool stuff on there. It helps support us. We really appreciate everyone who helps out with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, 
Thank you, everybody. Patreon, Patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Go support us, please. Thank you. Come on, support us. We love you so much. We love you. We love you so much. (laughs) I would love to love you forever. Yeah. I would love for you to be in my arms forever. Me giving you a big hug forever. (laughs) I don't know what this accent is. I hope it's not offensive to nobody because I want to put you in my arms forever. Mm, Yeah, it's very, very indistinct accent. I think I made it to so so indistinct that it uh, it's it is not offensive, but therefore maybe not funny at all. Hey, let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so what's uh, what's been going on with your man candle? My man candle. If you know what I mean. Oh, uh, the candle I light when I jo. Right. <laughs> Oh, it's good. You know, I just got, uh, you know, Christmas just ended. Sure. So, like, uh, you know what that means? Mm-hmm. Uh, discounted candles. Right. So I got a cinnamon and clove one. Oh, that sounds good. Light that. J-O all night. <laughs> all night, baby. Don't no sleep. All J-O. Uh, you know, they say J-O is actually more recuperative than sleep. That's what they say. They say. That's what they say. They say you can jerk off you, if you goon for eight hours. It's better than getting eight hours of rest. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what they <sighs> say. Excuse me. It's okay. Yeah. Um, that's you know they they say that uh, bees don't sleep and that's true. Yeah. But do you know why that is? Because there's too many birds in the bees. Or just well, they're, they're the, just jer- jerking off. They're gooning. Oh, so but so when a, a bee jerks off, mm-hmm. that's just called the bees. Right, because not the bird and the bees. Right, exactly. It's the bees <laughs> because the and themselves. The be- because the, yeah, the bees are the themselves. bees. So we should start calling jerking off being. Yeah, I'm being off. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> or birding. Bird. Or birding, because the bird is the girl in the scenario. I'm guessing. I guess. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah. I don't really get the birds and the bees scenario because they can't mate at all. Yeah, one of them's a fucking bug, and one of them lays a goddamn egg. And yeah, and bir- yeah, and, and bees and birds do not fuck in nature no. that we see. That I don't think, I mean, maybe in cartoons. I'm sure there's a lot of birds and bees online that we can fuck seeing, yeah. see fucking rather. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of like fucking like media where there's a bird and a bee that are somehow like connected or friends, but there's just not a lot of like popular bees in media except in like the bee movie. But he has sex with a human. Mm. Have you seen the bee movie? I have not actually. It's implied that the the bee. <laughs> Has sex with a person. Mm. Oh, and Jerry Seinfeld is in Israel right now because he's having sex with a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> he was when he was thirty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> Did he marry her? I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah. You know, it's really cool when you're like thirty-eight and dating a seventeen-year-old, dating a college student. You know, not even a college student, high school. High school, sorry, <laughs> high school student. <laughs> I, I don't know why I said college. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, just at the cusp of college, I guess. Yeah, still, like, I don't know, legal adults, whatever. But, like, skirting around maybe, like, the legal age of... Even just, like, dating someone with that much of an age gap. Especially, I'm fine if it's, like, anyone over, like, I don't know, 30. Like, if you're 30 and you're dating, like, a 50-year-old, whatever. Whatever. Whatever, I don't care. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're dating an 18-year-old... You can be, you can fuck an eighteen year old and be like any age, you know. That's legal. That's two consenting adults. I don't give a fuck. But yeah. it's kind of weird if you're like dating them and you're like on the same 
kind of existential plane to where you can like handle hanging out with that person for long periods of time and you're like on the same page about a lot of stuff because i don't know not many like you know 30 40 year olds are on the same page mm -hmm. as other you know like 18 year olds and shit yeah. there's a generational divide they're literally generation away yeah yeah oh so that was cool of him <laughs> yeah fucking jerry seinfeld fuck fuck jerry seinfeld fuck that guy yeah, fuck Zionism, fuck, fuck Jerry Seinfeld. Fuck the B-movie. <laughs> fuck the B-movie, right? Yeah. That was really just like, yeah, the B-movie was supposed to be like a B and Jerry Seinfeld and a human, mm -hmm. a 17-year-old. Right. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, bees don't live very long, so like... No. It's not unethical for them to sleep with a 17-year-old because they're only going to live to like a year old, so... Mm. I don't think bees living even live that long. Probably not. Yeah. You know, maybe queen bees and stuff, but yeah. Like, you know, figure out what the age of the bee is. Uh -huh. How long do bees live? Yeah, if you the, know, if you know, sound off in the what's comments. What's the bee age of consent? <laughs> <laughs> how long do bees live? How, how about this? Let's set up a scene. Uh, bee movie two. Bee movie Jerry Seinfeld is uh wow. in, in bed with this girl and he's like i can't believe i went raw in you <laughs> and uh she's like yeah i should use uh plan b <laughs> <laughs> i honeyed inside of you <laughs> actually you, you guess how much bees live how old two months two fucking months yeah 30 so between she, 30 and like 60 days and he died like the next week <laughs> yeah he probably died at the end of the film yeah that's like how crazy. what are the like um um how long do how long what, how long do the events in the film happen i don't know man uh I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I guess we're watching the B movie next week. <laughs> no. <laughs> Patreon subscribers, vote for the B movie. Pick up, pick up, vote for the B movie. <laughs> <sighs> also, you know what's funny is actually the director of uh, this film. He's actually kind of canceled. Is he? I, yeah, he. Um, uh, he statutory raped uh, what's her face? What? Uh, yeah, um, uh, the woman from um, what's it called? Uh, she was in, you know. Um, um, I didn't hear about this. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? No. Alexander Payne. What's her name? Um. She was in, I uh, can't remember. Um, uh, oh, oh, Rose McGowan? Yes. She recently accused Payne of statutory rape and showing her softcore porn when she was 15. What the fuck? Really? Yeah. yeah. That was like a, three years ago that yeah. this was. Uh, he denied it, I guess. Um. <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> should we just not watch this episode? Yeah, yeah. Should we just not review this film? Because I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can just we can just we can just goof and gaff. 
I guess so. I mean, um, it is a good movie, which sucks. I know. I know. <laughs> it sucks. I mean, if he did that, it fucking sucks. I tend to believe victims. And yeah. Like, he denied it, so... I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, anyway, let's talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah. It was directed by... <laughs> by accused statutory <laughs> rapist <laughs> Alexander Payne and let's just call it what it is rape if you yeah, if he's you're he raped her yes. yeah, yeah like statutory rape like trying to seduce like a 15 year old girl that's fucking rape yeah um written by presumably not a statutory rapist or rapist David Hemmingson uh who pretty much uh he started writing on Pete and Pete Really? Yeah, and he's written just a bunch of television pretty much up mm. to this point. He wrote a bunch for uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment or in Apartment 23. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a couple other series, a bunch of other series actually. He's been just writing on TV for a long time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think this might be his first like big feature film and it's <clears throat> it's a pretty great debut for a script, I'd say. Also like the the kid is also this is his first film as oh well. is it uh yeah dominic sessa yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's his first film he's 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 pretty brilliant in it. he does he does fantastic in yeah, it. yeah yeah i mean the three leads in here uh paul giamatti divine joy randolph and dominic sessa all knock it out of the park yes the paul giamatti fucking rules oh uh, he makes me feel a lot of things man yeah. he makes me feel uncomfortable <laughs> uneasy mm-hmm. but like in points like like really hopeful and just like lovely and like yeah. you know he he definitely uh draws a bunch of tears out of me at the end yeah like this is this is definitely like yeah a great character movie mm-hmm. like just like lots of set pieces just like letting these but like putting these ki- these people these very unlikely characters in a situation in a very in a situation they wouldn't naturally be in mm-hmm. and you know just like uh, like this like you know bottle movie where they just have to they're forced to like make these connections they never would have otherwise because they're yeah. you know you wouldn't put these people together it is, it is kind of a bottle movie in a way in that yeah. like i mean not more of like an existential bottle like yeah. these people are kind of like forced to be around each other yes and they like form bonds and mm-hmm. in, in that yeah like yeah giamatti's forced to be the caretaker of a, right. of a you know he's he typically is because he's a mm-hmm. teacher of this prep school yeah yeah so we should kind of set up the film at yeah least. uh spoiler alert we're gonna yeah. do some spoilers here i'm gonna try not to spoil the very end yeah because i think that's like the most important part of the film Mm -hmm. and says something like really beautiful Mm. but uh yeah i think i'm kind of try to spoil uh, go through most of this podcast without spoiling it maybe we'll talk about the end at the end but yeah so the movie is like a a 70s uh it it takes place sometime in the 70s sometime Uh, pretty much 1970 1971 okay yeah yeah, sometime during the vietnam war uh, yeah that we know of uh, or like at, at the, yeah, end, the, the yeah. very end, near yeah. the end, something like that. Um, uh, and from the very beginning, like Paul Giamatti's character, uh, who's also named Paul, but mm-hmm. Paul Hunham, uh, yeah. Hunham is like very curmudgeonly and like socially awkward, very like, off-putting. Uh, and he's also got a a like uh, a walleye, and they call him Walleye. Like yeah. the kids call him Walleye, and they all hate him. Yeah, and, and I think like, and I I especially like the scene introducing him, mm-hmm. where it show it, it it shows his like bathroom mm-hmm. <laughs> of all things, 
and it really establishes you could tell like he has like hemorrhoid cream on his sink yeah and like like and he's just his whole apartment's just filled with books and it's clearly showing like the fact that you know his hemorrhoid cream is out on on the sink you he's know? yeah he's obviously like lives alone yeah older guy not someone who expect like gets or expects visitors of any right kind. right like, someone who just like reads a lot and spends a lot of time at home yeah he's an intellectual and and he uh, and he also has a permanent residence at this at, um, at the high school that he teaches at yeah because like it's like a it's like a school for bo- it's like one of those like prep schools for boys where they mm-hmm. the boys basically live there you know, yeah uh during the school year and it's and um uh hunnam's character basically lives there year round and right seems to have so for decades mm-hmm. <laughs> ever since like since he was like which is like you know spoiler you know, like you know revealed that he's basically been there since his early 20s mm-hmm. essentially so it's like he's been a teacher there ever since then he's like and he's know, probably in his 50s or yeah, something like, like that. his late so 50s at this, this point yeah, yeah he's probably been there since like what the 40s or something yeah, 50s. yeah. Mm-hmm. that's weird to think about yeah mm-hmm. interesting yeah i was thinking today like yeah like mm-hmm. like um like the our main character like the shitty boy like he would like right now uh, it, angus tully angus tully yeah wow. he would be um you'd be nearing 70 right now yeah yeah you're right yeah that's interesting to think about it, yeah isn't it <laughs> yeah the, the flow of time my friend but this is a great like 70s period piece that doesn't like it doesn't shove it into your face and it's not like hey disco yeah and shit it, like that. it really is because i was thinking about that like it's it's it does a very good job of not like telegraphing too much that mm-hmm. it's in the 70s like i right. feel like it's, it's I, sometimes i was like wait what year is this because like at first yeah. i was like because it starts out with like the very classic blue r-rated screen which yeah. they had up and through the 80s mm-hmm. and so i was like oh is this supposed to take place in the 80s yeah and then they mentioned vietnam and i was like oh this is a 70s at some point mm-hmm. and like yeah, I, I just wasn't sure for a time because it doesn't like shove it in your face. Like mm-hmm. this movie is very subtle. Yes, in a lot yeah. of ways, there's a lot of fucking subtlety in the acting, mm-hmm. a lot of subtlety in the directing, mm-hmm. in the cinematography. The cinematography yeah. is phenomenal. It, it it feels like a very natural film. That's like and I and I this I really liked it because like you know it gave me like you know Rushmore feels just yeah, like yeah, um, for sure. And um and just like the fact that there's like no CGI of any kind. Right. In this. Right. It's, it's just it, yeah, it feels very natural. It's a period piece mm-hmm. where everything feels in time and in place. Mm-hmm. Nothing like yeah, everything feels very much of a certain time. Yep. And it also feels like, you know, it and also the, the the way the story is, and also it's I think a theme that's introduced like kinda of later on, it really doesn't matter what time period this takes place in mm-hmm. i only feel the only reason it doesn't take place in modern times because like you know cell phones would have would have ruined like a lot of a lot of the plot points of this film mm-hmm. you know just have that constant communication true and true. so like um you know the fact that they are at this prep school in the winter and they're basically closed off from everyone else right and the only phone is a pay phone yeah and people and also and everyone and you can't just reach anybody Mm-hmm. at a moment's notice and so that's why i, I really like about it because yeah it's in the 70s like there there's limitations to 
to our communication. Right. And, and, you know, if someone's off, you know, someone can't be reached, they cannot be reached. Mm -hmm. Like they're not near a phone. You don't know where they are. You can't get them. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So which, which plays importantly into the plot mm -hmm. because there's some points in the plot where like, uh, parents can't be reached. Yeah. And so that's ultimately what leaves, uh, Angus Tully, uh, Mm -hmm. the, the kid who was supposed to go to St. Kitts with his parents and, or is his mom, and his, his new stepdad. Yeah. Uh, but they want a honeymoon instead. Yes. And so... Which is really fucked. Yeah, and so he's forced to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it at first, there's like four other boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks as though we're going to have a movie about Paul Giamatti's character, uh, Paul Hunnam, taking care of like five boys. Yeah. But they kind of just throw a wrench right in the gears in the fir- in like the end of the first act. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, um, like the the cool quarterback kid's dad decided to come for him <laughs> and everyone's going with him away to a ski lodge. Yeah, like the cool quarterback's kid was like he was a holdover mm-hmm. because he refused to cut his hair. And his, right, and his, right. And his dad like owns a helicopter business. <laughs> right, right. And so right. it's just like, so it's just like, you know, he's like, you know, me and my dad, we're having a. We're having like uh, we're standing our ground. Like I want, I'm waiting for him to budge, and of course his dad budges. And yeah, picks him up, and then like all the other boys get to be um, approved to go on this really sick ass helicopter ski trip. Right, right. <laughs> except for but except, except for, for Angus. Angus Tully, who is left there, and it's and it, with <laughs> with nobody except for, um, actually, I guess like technically three people three people yeah but but because also yeah the, the the janitor also the janitor also uh, denny well. yeah. i think is also there but uh mostly uh mary who is like the chef there uh mm-hmm. she's the, the the head of the kitchen or whatever yeah we'll just call her the chef mm-hmm. and she and she had a son that also attended and she and because like this movie has a lot you know it does say, have a lot of commentary on especially like class yes and so much commentary and, on class and you know and and we see like you know um hunnam is like you know he's very antagonistic towards the boys mm-hmm. like he's like a hard ass on the kids right and, and there's a moment when he kind of goes off on them about their privilege about and their how privilege they, which I really loved, except it ended with the weirdest edit cut. It was mm-hmm. just weird fade cut into the next scene, yeah. and it didn't give it didn't give like the tension room to like breathe a little bit. Yeah. It was a little. There was only a couple parts of this movie that I was like, "What?" <laughs> uh, but for the most part, I fucking love this movie. But the editing I thought was one of the weaker parts of the film, yeah. to mm-hmm. be honest. Absolutely, and but I did and. Like Mary, um, she like you know she she like has a job you know her job in the kitchen mm-hmm. and it and it's kind of like established that she pretty much got this job got the job there so her son could attend right because she couldn't afford to put her son in in the school anyway yeah and you know and like, she's she's a black woman mm-hmm. you know and gets this son and and I and something they established from the beginning you know her son um, had graduated the year prior and then joined. Um, the war willingly for yeah. the for the GI Bill and then died. Right. And, and I thought there was like a really interesting shot where it's like yeah, it's showing like boys who attended this school in the past that had died in previous wars. It shows that some ones who died in World War One mm-hmm. and World War Two, and then it shows the ones who died in Vietnam. And, and it's, it's just it's just him. It's just him. And wow. it just and, and and you know the Vietnam War, you know. You know, there was like you know um, bigger class division, bigger class division. Also, mm-hmm. you know, there was like you know a, a draft, mm-hmm. but you know, there's you know, but the draft basically affected like 
people of a well, certain yeah, income. There were, there were, yeah, there <laughs> were deferments for people who could afford it. Yeah, yeah, there were deferments, you know, you know, just like, you know, famously like um, Donald Trump. You yeah. know, he, and <laughs> Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. City, and no. so like, so if, if you if if you could afford to, you could get out of going to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And it shows like this, you know, this, this, uh, this guy who he graduated, he got in because, you know, his mom worked there, mm-hmm. but then he couldn't get like, you know, money for college, so he had to join Vietnam and died. So it just showed like for, he was kind of just like just the only victim of his class. Where right. these other boys, have, none, no, no other previous um, graduates have died in Vietnam because none of them went. Right. Which uh, you know, it's very interesting, and, and mm-hmm. there is a lot of yeah, like there's also like a scene where mm-hmm. like um, uh, Angus almost gets into a fight with a guy mm-hmm. who. It, it becomes apparent that his hand got blown off in Vietnam. Yes, yeah. Uh, and, like, there's a lot to be said about, like, kind of the, the subtle class warfare there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and, the, yeah. And the class war between Hunnam and Angus, too, as well. Because, right, right, because yeah. Hunnam, like, although ostensibly, presumably having kind of, like, an elite education, yeah. uh, is stu- kind of stuck teaching at the high school that he used to go to. Yeah. <laughs> even though he like went to Harvard. But yeah, in the end, and but he didn't ever got to graduate. Right. Which, yeah. uh, I, yeah, yeah. Um, but which also, also like, said a, a lot about class yeah. as well, because, mm-hmm. uh, according to him, he, uh, was plagiarized off of by his roommate who was like a, a rich kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he ended up punching the kid and getting kicked out of Harvard for punching the kid. Yeah. Not because of the plagiarism, but even, but this kid said that, uh, that Hunham had plagiarized him, and mm-hmm. because he had like connections and class connections, uh, mm-hmm. you know, through the school, like they had a library named after his parents and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he was uh, able to like get away with it. Mm-hmm. And and you see, like, and from the beginning, you see, and you don't know where it comes from. You just think he's like a hard teacher because in the beginning, like before, like um, he's tasked with looking over these kids. Mm-hmm. Like um, he's having like a. Um, a battle with the dean yeah you know because like he ref- he refused to give like one kid a passing grade for turning in shit work right right and the dean was trying to explain the politics uh to him to Hunnam about mm-hmm. like look these you know and basically like and there's there's a really good um uh but anyway <laughs> i don't want to get too ahead of myself but like there but there he's basically saying like Look, you need to play ball. Like mm-hmm. our school needs money. Right. Like we can't just like, you know, you know these kids are there these parents are paying top dollar to send their kids here. Mm-hmm. And if we want more money, you have to pass them. And Hunnam is like very he's very he, he like he's sticking to his principles. He's very principled guy. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to pass him on sh- on crap work cuz he know cuz Hunnam has very very high standards and mm-hmm. he's just like if he's not going to give me a passing grade, I'm not going to get a passing. He's not going to be passing work. I'm not getting a passing grade. And right. and he's really digging his heels in this. And mm-hmm. and you're kind of just thinking like, oh, he's just like has this like high expectation. But you kind of see that there's this other this other like history with him and this mm-hmm. the same very this kind same, of re- resentment this resentment towards these children in a way which and when which this, honestly kind of makes sense. And uh, this thing that's modeled that happened to him is mm-hmm. being re, re you know re um re re. Uh, a re-experience basically mm-hmm. like this you know this 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 uh rich kid getting deferments because he's like because he's privileged and mm-hmm. he's getting a passing passing grade where you know 
Hunnam's been in this arrested development, you know, for his for the last thirty years, having to being reduced to teaching at his old high school and living there. Mm-hmm. And even though he's like this like this teacher of like ancient history, he's like he's never been to any of these places he's so educated about. Right, right. And he's talked about writing a monogram on one of them. Yeah. Which kind of becomes like an interesting kind of like plot point that mm-hmm. they kind of come back to at the end yeah yeah um but yeah he wants to like travel or at least like write books about like places he's never been mm-hmm. uh and then like they ask him why he doesn't want to write a full book and he's like i don't think i have a full book in me yeah and uh fucking mary says something right after that that really like broke me almost was uh, you can't even f- dream a full dream can you yeah it's like damn wow yeah sometimes i feel that way artistically <laughs> yeah. you know yeah and, yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and i think like yeah and especially with hunnam is like you know I, a lot of it comes down to almost fear and just yeah. de- he's depressed like he's depressed yeah uh, there's a scene where it like makes it clear that him and uh totally oh well i mean that's kind of getting ahead of ourselves yeah uh we should talk about uh Couple, couple things that happen in this movie. Um, yeah. There's a, a great scene where they're like, Tolly is left alone with Hunnam and they kind of get in an argument. Hunnam tell, or Tolly tells Hunnam that everyone hates him basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like, he, he kind of like goes running through the place and running into the gym and mm-hmm. he dives on the springboard and dislocates his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And they go to the hospital. And uh, Tully, like, kind of tries to make sure that, it, like, nothing, no paperwork is done. Yeah. So that no one will get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, most specifically, Hunnam. Yeah. Right? And Hunnam, Hunnam actually, like, appreciates this, but is like, oh, you can't lie. Barton men don't lie. And their, their school's name is Barton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, but he still appreciates the favor. And this kind of, like, kicks off, like a trail it's it's like a common theme in this movie where there will be like little lies placed throughout and like kind of elaborate lies like mm-hmm. unfolded just mm-hmm. for like fun and chuckles and stuff and it's mm-hmm. it's it's every scene that they do it in is pretty fun oh yeah absolutely i, I enjoy it yeah yeah and it, yeah it just shows like you know they're they they've been forced to just like l- like be in this situation together mm-hmm and from the beginning, yeah, when it's and it sh- shows their first interaction, like you know, he, like Hunnam is completely dismissive of Angus. Mm-hmm. Like he pun he he, he does, does a group punishment for the entire class because Angus wants to leave early. Yeah, well, because Angus basically tries to stick up for the whole class. <clears throat> yeah, but then like he sees that he's trying to like be a hero for the class and mm-hmm. punishes the whole class yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm um, you know some teachers will do that. Yeah, yeah, and. And and so you're just not and but given their circumstances, like they're they're forced to see each other outside of their own groups mm-hmm. and just just be very human together. And it's and like and they they in, in a very short amount of time, they just form this very deep friendship. And right. And especially like, you know, we see like Angus's like, you know, because especially like, you know, we learn when we learn about Angus's like history, like, mm-hmm. you know, we learn his father's out of the picture right like his mom has married this new per- new guy and mm-hmm. and he's kind of seen as like um as a right and as, as completely disposable as well it's insinuated it earlier in the film that his father's dead it doesn't yeah. outright say yeah he, it, he, but he, it t- he tells everyone he, he tells everyone that his father's dead yeah and and it's clear like and the mom has some it, some 
some issues with her with her husband mm-hmm. and it's clear like she's just focusing entirely on this new relationship mm-hmm. and and like angus is also just you know and the, the we learn you know the husband's you know kind of pushed pushed away conveniently mm-hmm. and yeah. also angus is also conveniently being pushed out of the way and right right forgotten about you know mm-hmm um so there's a great scene uh, several scenes actually uh at a party that uh the secretary mm-hmm. who uh works at the school but also uh works at a waitress in town mm-hmm. and diffuses the fight uh earlier in the film mm-hmm. uh invites them to um and this this party like is like kind of a defining scene i think for all three characters mm-hmm. Uh, it addresses Mary and like kind of the trauma she has with her her son dying, mm-hmm. uh, like because she's like puts herself in charge of music and starts playing some music that she used to dance uh, with her kid to, mm-hmm. and uh, someone tries to get a change and she's like, "Don't you fucking touch that!" Yeah, yeah, uh, because she and and because yeah, it's crazy. Like her son died like a year ago, right? And so it's clear like she mm-hmm. has not had any really like time to. You know, grieve or mourn yeah, him because yeah. she still keeps his um his uniform in the closet and then mm-hmm. a box that we're never that is explained later but she yeah. like touches and like holds her hand to for a while in the closet yeah and he was like also like um and um uh, his father was she was supposed to marry his father mm-hmm. but he had died tragically on um and a dry dock and a dry dock a yeah. yeah yeah he was crushed to death uh-huh. and so yeah it's just like so her her like entire family is gone like well not you know her her she still has like extend her sisters and, yeah yeah but her direct family of just like you know husband son are completely mm-hmm. gone and she's just all alone at this prep school you yeah. know just and cooking. Prob- yeah and she's like she has nowhere to go she because she's a right, holdover she, as well. she also lives there too it seems yeah she she um, lives she she seems to have kind of better housing than um than um hunnam hunnam yeah yeah, yeah she seems to like actually live in like an actual house yeah she has a, she has a house on site and mm-hmm. which is pretty nice wow which is kind of because yeah because like when they when they show like that the kids have to live there like they're like well you know we're saving money because it kind of almost implies like um like this school does need money mm-hmm. because like doing for cost cutting measures like they cut off the heat the entire school except one small small yeah, part they have to stay in like in the infirmary to get yeah they have, to, they have to bunk up in the infirmary which all the all the kids are completely like pissed about and you mm-hmm. expect and um and except for hanum hanum doesn't seem to care because he's also seems to be battling like an alcohol problem oh <laughs> like, he, he, this movie might have been sponsored by jim beam i'm not yeah, sure cause yeah. they, cause they consume a lot of he consumes so much jim beam in this film. yeah he's just constantly drinking jim beam and i think mm-hmm. before the kids go to the um helicopter ski weekend like you know one kid goes to angus he's like you know we can smell it on him already you know? yeah it's yeah, like at yeah. breakfast like and he's already like, drinking yeah and he's like can you blame him it's freezing in here yeah <laughs> so i'm like yeah okay i guess <laughs> yeah and 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 that and that's the other thing like hunnam does seem like he does not give a fuck about how he comes off to other people no no like no. you know he has a problem where he he smells because he has a he has like a a, a disease he can't a, process a thing that smells like fish and yeah so like his body makes him smell like fish especially towards the evenings yeah so he he, he smells he doesn't care mm-hmm. like 
he doesn't care if people think he's an asshole. Like when Mary's saying, when he when he's trying to conf- um, tell Mary, like you know, her son was a great student, mm-hmm. you know, and then he thought he was very insightful. She's like, well, he hated you. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> he thought you were an asshole. Yeah. And he's like, well, as I said, he's insightful. sharp, very he's insightful. In, yeah. And so and so like uh, you know, he he has no, he he seems to be pretty like aware of how he comes off and. Mm-hmm. He seen, but he says, you know, I've I've been always been drawn to the aesthetic. Like I've just, you know, I'm, I'm just, I I see myself as more of an intellectual, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I he kind of does reject kind of like the physical world almost in a way. Yeah, he's an aesthetic, whatever. Yeah, aesthetic, aesthetic, aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, and so it, um, but yeah, just uh. Yeah, how, so he doesn't. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, the day before Christmas, uh, Tolly, Hunnam, and Mary all have a Christmas celebration together. Mm-hmm. Like, have a big Christmas dinner, and there, Hunnam says uh, that they'll. Uh, he was like, "What's your Christmas wish, Tolly? Like, we'll do like anything." Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, uh, "I want to go to Boston." Yeah. Because apparently they're somewhere in the Northeast. It's kind of close to Boston. I don't. Mm-hmm. Does it ever say where exactly where Barton is? I've, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I, I don't think it matters. It's probably yeah. somewhere in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. It's, I, I don't think the place at, like the maybe school actually exists. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Um, so first he rejects the idea, but after some convincing, he relents and they go to Boston. Yeah, he's married. You know. Because, yeah, like, we were talking about the party and, you know, and, mm. you know, and um, uh, did we see a possible love connection that was going to happen with um, Right. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mention that scene. Yeah. yeah, so there's two love connection scenes mm-hmm. uh, at the party that are, you know, like, kind of telling to characters. Like, one of them is totally, like, hitting on this, like, I don't know, like, 16-year-old girl or something. But that's yeah. fine because he's, like, 17. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, and she's she's giving him eyes. Oh, and, definitely. They're, you know. they're, they're definitely, like, uh, finger painting together, which means you can have sex. Yes. The, <laughs> finger painting is, like... <laughs> first base and like two plates it's like yeah not, i mean it's like home plate it's like a run in two plates yeah, it's like you know that's beyond sex yeah because Tully, he's like a tall attractive guy so yeah like, right so right. He, he like he does get a lot of I, I don't think he's that tall i think mm. that uh like paul giamatti's that short yes yes precisely <laughs> yeah a lot of i don't that not that many actors are like that tall like no. very few no very few like bruce willis was very tall he was like six feet or something like that. I think I don't, when I met him, like because mm-hmm. I, I met him when he was filming Live Free Die Hard, like uh-huh. in Baltimore. Did he have? Did he have? Like he, ta- he towered over me. I was surprised. Like he uh-huh. always seemed really short to me. Oh, did it, was he wearing platforms like he Arnold could, does? He could have been. Because a lot of a lot of fucking guys. It did platforms. scare me a little how tall he was. Yeah, interesting. But, it, but that kid, but he did seem very tall. You know, it's like it's mm-hmm. a good dynamic. You know, Sh- uh, you know. Tall guy, short guy. It's yeah, like, yeah, we like that. <laughs> we we like got that. like yeah, like rush hour. Rush hour. Um, uh, anything with Hulk rush Hogan. Ha- rush hour. Hulk Hogan and any other guy. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Paul, De- Danny Ka- DeVito. Danny DeVito, absolutely. Yeah. And we got yeah. two films with them. Yeah. Um, should have been a third. There should have been a, a third. I mean, yeah, they should have made like 
Weren't they making Twins 2 or something? Yeah, like where Eddie Murphy was going to be their right. secret triplet. Yeah, which I don't know if anyone asked for that. <laughs> no, no. I think that I think they realized nobody asked for that, so that's why it died. And good, good. It was abor- it was aborted. The third twin was aborted. Excellent. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we need to keep abortion legal, baby. <laughs> I mean that, and you know, women's rights. And women's shit. rights. Women's yeah. rights and shit. Women's yeah, rights. All that funky shit. Um. <laughs> All that funky shit. Uh, So, yeah, uh, but the party, like, it kind of ends disastrously, yeah, with, like, Mary, like, being really sad, and and then, like, yeah, and... um, The love interest for Hanhem, like, just has a boyfriend who's tall and attractive. And then, like, they're leaving, and, like, yeah, and, like, um, and uh, Hanhem snaps at, like, um, at... um, Tully, like you know, I didn't even want to be watching you. you yeah, know? yeah. And, and he's he's obviously having big feels about like not like being able to find love. Yeah, and and so like so it was a very disastrous party, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it kind of kicks off like, what can I do to salt you know? Because since Hunnam is base is in charge, basically, like right. he's just like you know what, we're gonna go on a road trip, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, so yeah. they they did go on a road trip. Yeah. Um, they go to Boston. They drop off Mary at her sister's, who uh, happens to be pregnant. Mm. Um, and they, uh, Mary has a box with her, and she has totally carry all of her stuff up the stairs. And she's mm-hmm. like, "Be careful with the box." Mm-hmm. And it's the box from earlier that she like touched. And uh, it's revealed that in the box is like um, her son's baby stuff, mm-hmm. and that she's giving to her sister to like you know help grieve and also like pass along his memory to something yeah. new. Which is like really sweet. It was like, really sweet. Yeah, and, and then they hug, and mm-hmm. it, I, I definitely got some feels from this. Yeah, it's just it's like, great. yeah, it's yeah. like you know, like the, there's more life being brought in. You know, yeah, even, yeah. Like it's not, it's it's not hopeless. Like her right. her sister's about to bring a child into the mm-hmm. world, and so yeah, there's 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 happiness. Right. <laughs> there, yeah. So um, Hunnam and Tolly go to a museum, and Hunnam shows Tolly a plate where people having, are having sex on it. They're fucking. They're fucking and sucking. And he's like, gives a great history lesson, and Tolly's like, oh, you'd actually be a good teacher if you yeah. weren't such an asshole. And then, yeah, he says that line, which I think is very indicative of this whole theme of this movie, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, that, like, you know, we don't like humanity. The way to understand. Uh, the the now is the past because right, right, like right. nothing, there is no like we never nothing's we, new nothing's new mm. like but, uh, the, these 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 situations have always existed and always mm. will exist and, right. you know, and that's you know like shown like with like you know this this situation that happened to um, to Hunnam repeating itself like the, right. the kid you know getting through because he's rich mm. you know and like um, you know just like you know, the rebellion and like you know he's just like you know every you know everything is like everything is always repeating like mm-hmm. we're not we're, we're humanity is is always going to be the same <laughs> yeah uh next we get like a, a scene uh where they go ice skating in mm-hmm. boston and hunnam sees an old colleague from harvard mm-hmm. and they turn on the old lies again yeah. uh and totally like tells them like a totally made up well first uh hunnam starts telling him a totally made up thing like he's like huh? teaching abroad and stuff like that mm-hmm. and totally throws in that he's like writing a book yeah and stuff um and that's that's a pretty funny scene but when asked about it like Hunnam reveals the thing about him getting thrown out of harvard 
and he reveals that he's also like not legitimate faculty basically because he never got his degree yeah and so he's, uh, you know, he had a, a guy at the academy who believed in him, who hired him there yeah, like 30 years teacher, ago. Yeah. And he's just been kind of like hiding there as, as illegitimate faculty ever since. Yeah, and yeah, the guy who, who hired him was the only one who knows he didn't actually graduate college. Right. <laughs> he's just like, so, so like he, he's basically safe from his mm. secret ever being found out. But. Right. But he's, Especially, like, I mean, when going for a new thing, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I used to teach here for 30 years. Yeah, so yeah. I'm a teacher. <laughs> I'm a teacher, but uh, I, don't have a, I don't have a degree. Credentials? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if they still have it. It's been, like, 30 years. Even though he's clearly intelligent, like, because, mm. like, it's also shown, like, he got into the Barton in the first place because mm-hmm. he wasn't rich either. Yeah. Like, he got in on a scholarship. Right, right. Because, because he was so, he was so smart, mm. and um, so he had lots of potential that was squashed because of class right because like he, class warfare baby yeah he's he just he just wasn't didn't come from the right pedigree mm-hmm. and so he so uh at so, the same time he's also kind of an off-putting person he's also an off-putting person yeah uh <laughs> like there's a scene here where uh they go to a bowling alley mm-hmm. with like small bowl bowling balls it's i don't know yeah, it's, it's not it's, 10 pin yeah, uh, we talk about it. It's called like a candle pin or something. Okay, and yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like it, it's uh, kind of like duck pin bowling. But I guess like mm-hmm. it really like candle pin bowling was very popular in Boston at this time. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's what I that's what I read. Like I was like, oh, that's fascinating. And, yeah. But yeah, Hunnam, Hunnam talks to a guy who's dressed as Santa and the bartender, <laughs> and just says a bunch of like He's stuffy like, bullshit. It's yeah. very funny. Because yeah, he looks over at Tully, and Tully is like free, is like just like you know laying the sh- laying the schmaltz on you know just on some like, girls on some girls so he's just like and so tell and so uh hunnam's like okay and, and it starts talking about like <laughs> santa's greek roots and yeah. how he'd more likely be wearing like a robe and sandals yeah he's like uh sir did you know what you're wearing is 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 uh, historically inaccurate uh santa coming from turkey would be more at home in sandals than what you're wearing because yeah, he's, he's like it was, a, <laughs> it was such a great paul giamatti scene it was where he just makes everything uncomfortable and he's smoking a pipe you oh, know, oh, and, it, and right before this there's a great question that comes back around at the end where um totally mm-hmm. asks hunnam like hey because he has the wall eye he's like hey which eye do i look into yeah and uh paul giamatti just goes huh and that's it. That's, yeah. he, just, he leaves it at that. Hunnam leaves it at that. Which apparently, they, like, one thing they do in this is they constantly switch eyes, which one's wall eye. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, like, uh, just to keep you guessing because, like, yeah, like, uh, like which 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 eye, like, is it is because, mm-hmm. yeah, they change it every single time. Which is, That's pretty fun. Which is very, very yeah, very fun. Because, yeah. yeah, that's, and it kind of adds to the confusion when he's asked. He's like, mm-hmm. well, which eye do I look at? And he's yeah. just like, oh, lots of people ask that. And he yeah. just leaves it at that. But, yeah, like, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's a good scene. And, yeah, just him trying to, like, you know, to actually have for like one of the first times in his life actually just like have like a um you know uh like a just like a social moment mm-hmm. <laughs> with some strangers and he just completely fails yeah yeah they just <laughs> stare at him yeah. but uh after this they go to a movie and totally escapes and uh or totally tries to escape and get in a cab but yeah. hunnam like tracks him down and he's like where are you going 
He's like, it's nothing bad. I'm going to go see my dad. Mm-hmm. And Hunnam says, uh, I, don't, I don't mind going to a cemetery. Mm-hmm. So he thinks that his dad is dead. But they yeah. go instead to an institution. Yeah. His dad is institutionalized because he's unwell mentally. Yeah, he's, he's presumably has schizophrenia or something. So, like something yeah. like that. Something pretty pretty messed up where he's like pretty heavily medicated and yeah uh he said he was having like a lot of delusions and he got violent and stuff mm-hmm. like that so i'm assuming like paranoid schizophrenia or something like that yeah yeah which sucks uh that especially like back in the 70s they didn't have nearly the treatment they have for it now and like you couldn't no. the outcomes were not very good and it's gonna get even worse because then they're gonna get reagan in there and he's gonna mm-hmm. completely like clear out the insane asylum Cool. And just put him in prisons, though, right? Yeah, just put him in prisons. Put him in prisons. That's the better way to do things. Yeah, and 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 there's lots of and in before at the beginning of this film, like Mm -hmm. when he's on when Tully was actually on the phone with his mom, he's asking like, "We're gonna stop in Boston, right?" So Mm -hmm. he clearly wanted to see his dad, but it's clear like it's kind of a forbidden subject for him. Right. And so he was able and and so he was able to kind of do this. Tri- and that's why he's being so secretive with this trip because he's not supposed to be there. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so uh, he talks with his dad, who's clearly unwell, and thinks they're putting something in his food. And it's pretty disappointing to Tolly. Yeah, because he's like, he's like trying to like be like, Dad, I'm doing so good in school. You know, he's right, trying to like, right. And he's like, I have to tell you something. I think they're putting something in my food. And it's a great, like, pulling the rug out from under you emotionally. And it's like, fuck, dude. Yeah, he, like, reaches out and grabs Tully's hands. Mm -hmm. And you think it's going to be, like, a like an emotional moment. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not. And and then you can kind of see, like, like why, like, um, the relationship between him and Hunnam is working so well. Because Mm -hmm. he clearly has this absence of a father figure. Yeah. Like, this, like, someone that he can actually talk to and... Mm -hmm and cares about him because you know his mom doesn't care about him his stepdad obviously doesn't give a fuck mm-hmm. and and his real dad is like you know he's schizophrenic you know it's mm-hmm. not 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 any you know fault of his but he right. just he's it's, like he's he inca- can't help yeah. he's, he's incapable of giving um tully like any any um anything that he actually needs like any relationship unless he really likes to solve mysteries about things being in food <laughs> exactly and when she's like dad i love you too it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gonna like my shoes are too tight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from, from oh, mr show oh what they give me again today uh peanut butter sponge <laughs> <laughs> yeah peanut hey. butter sponge <laughs> this is just like a thermos full of forks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's a peanut butter sponge and dice. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's, it's like, and then with, yeah, it's like, it shows like, yeah, since he can't get that, you know, he's like, you know, he's actually like building this, like, this sort of like, you know, building Hunnam up as almost like a father figure in mm-hmm. a way. And, yeah, in an interesting way. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's like the only family that any of them really have yeah. because Mary's lost all of her family. Mm. And so th- this movie is like a really like found family film. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also a Christmas film. And I think <laughs> in like, in doing so, it's like, it's one of the, it's one of the best Christmas films I've watched. Oh, straight yeah. Straight up. And it's like one of the better like found family films I've watched too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, so uh, Hunnam and Tolly have like a really heart wrenching talk about like his dad, and Tolly mm-hmm. has like this monologue that's like a couple like three minutes long or something like that about yeah. his dad, and it's like for this being his first film, holy fuck! 
Yeah. Yeah, because he fucking slays it. He knocks it out of the park. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and and Giamatti, he's, like, able... He gives him, like, this speech, you know, and, Mm -hmm. like, he talks about, like, his father was a drunk fucking asshole. Yeah. And, you know, and and he's just, like, you know, gives him that talk, you know, he's like, you are not your father. Mm -hmm. Because, like, obviously, like, Tully is terrified of, you know maybe end up like his dad at something or right, right and so he's just like you know he's he's like gives him like this great speech and like mm-hmm. it's fat it's great like they're at dinner together and he's yeah. just like there's like talking they're having like a very like a very just like honest and open communication mm-hmm. which is like and it's, it's such a like 180 from where they started off this movie because they you know like just like how they like they had this like the barrier of like the teacher and student mm-hmm. you know and especially like these kind of existed you know and then like in these in these course in these different class structures mm-hmm. this you know just like you know um uh just like uh just like you know how he's like um uh, you know hunnam's a teacher mm-hmm. teacher uh, student teacher relationship and it's like something that was like completely imp- you know something that we, they would have not been doing otherwise and by this point in the film they're just like having this this really just open honest emotional conversation and just and really just speaking to each other and mm-hmm. it's fa- it's great yeah it's beautiful yeah love to see it uh so yeah as you said they're at dinner when they're doing this mm-hmm. and uh, mary arrives uh and they want cherry's jubilee but they won't yeah. serve it to them because they have someone under 18 in their group yeah yeah, like you can't have it because it has a uh, has whiskey or rum or something brandy, brandy, brandy in it. Right. And like, and and I do like how Mary she's using her, using her you know, culinary expertise. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, is the alcohol is going to be cooked out? Mm-hmm. You know, she's being very nice about it. But yeah. Like the woman's like, no, it has alcohol. Yeah, and so she's <laughs> like, do you have cherries? Do you have ice cream? Okay, we'll take that to go, and yeah. they, they make Cherry's Jubilee in the parking lot with a whiskey, and it's yeah. pretty—it's a sweet scene where they just basically set the box on fire. Yeah. Um, That's—it's re- really good. Yeah, it's really sweet. Uh, so they drive back and celebrate New Year's together, and it feels very like family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Denny, the the janitor's there—he's pretty cool. Yeah, Denny's definitely hitting Mary. Oh, definitely hitting that for yeah. sure, or trying to at least. Or trying to. Like, trying he to. seems like he's kind of successful. He's, Perhaps. Yeah. Because she calls him daddy. Yeah, she does. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, Tully's parents show up now, and this is the climax of the film, and I'm I'm not going to spoil this. Yeah. But. Um, well, we can put a spoiler warning in. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, like the spoiler warning. If you wanna, if you wanna watch this movie and enjoy it, mm-hmm. like uh, stop now and yeah, yeah, and definitely come back and listen at a later point. Yeah, sure, sure. So here we go. Spoiler alert time thing, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay, yeah, that. So Tully's parents show up and. Uh, Apparently, Tully gave his dad a snow globe at the institution, and he attacked somebody with it and got ejected from the institution, which causes a lot of problems. Hunnam is called in and takes full responsibility for this, Mm -hmm. uh, lying and saying it was his idea. Yeah, because, like, uh, Tully was talking about how if he... Because he's he's kind of like a... He's a little bit of a problem student, Mm -hmm. like, just, like, with his attitude. And And he's about to get ejected and put into a military academy. Yeah, and, like, his parents, his mom, or at least his mom has been threatening to put him into a military school. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's, during this break, he disobeyed her and went and saw his dad when when told not to. 
yeah. than actually and gave him a weapon. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's I think it's the same like um, snow globe like at the party. I think it is that same. Yeah, snow he globe, was yeah. he was he was observing. He was like uh, looking at a snow globe at the party. So mm-hmm. it's, it's presumed that he took that snow globe. Right, and, right. He stole a snow globe, <laughs> and gave it to his dad, which is cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, Hunnam takes like full responsibility and Mm -hmm. like when asked like about it he says he like doesn't give a shit because his parents weren't possible to reach and he was the only one like put in charge of this kid yeah and he thought it'd be a fine idea he didn't know it was forbidden because they couldn't be reached yeah which is kind of (laughs) fair yeah and the mom's the mom is pretty much at fault for this right right but the fucking stepdad is being a dickhead about being a complete dickhead Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Hunnam is fired. Yeah. Uh, after, like, his insistence that Tully stay in the academy mm-hmm. and that it would be detrimental for him to go to, like, military academy. Yeah. And so they decide to let Tully stay. Um, with the stuff cleared out, uh, Mary comes to talk to Hunnam before he leaves. She gives him a blank book with lots of pages to fill Mm -hmm. full of his travels and his experiences and he's Mm -hmm. like I don't know about this and you know it's it's a really touching scene between the two of them yeah um you know there's like a you know you don't know what's going to happen to hunt him because he's never really traveled before so is he really going to travel or is he just going to like find a little job somewhere and continue his little life assume that he probably has some money saved up yeah yeah but from like from I, working there for like 30 years and not going anywhere but know? i do think yeah i think this is like the best possible outcome because it's clear like he had some sort of like mental block from allowing him to fully enjoy his life that's true and that's true. this gave him actually gave him a freedom the, the freedom yeah. to do mm-hmm. so because also and also like i want to say like also when it shows when they first and re like in like Return after this winter break is over. Like mm-hmm. it, I like how it shows how they all basically like kind of return to their to their previous roles. Mm-hmm. Like everyone kind of just like goes back, you know, and you know Mary goes back into her role as a chef. Like mm-hmm. you know Tully's back in the school and and like so and like they're kind of like reintegrated back into their normal um, social so, so uh, social social barriers. circles. Social, even social even though circles. they had like this profound two weeks together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just thought that was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I do like how like yeah, Hunnam is is allowed to go and you know you know it's basically his twilight years. Like he's clearly like nearing sixty, probably. And yeah. so it's like this is the time you should be retiring and and and, and actually. I, I think seeing, he's actually supposed to be only like fifty in this. Yeah, because I think he's only been teaching at the school for like thirty years. Mm. And, you know, presumably he started teaching as soon as he got kicked out of Harvard, which yeah. was, like, so early 20s. So mm. maybe, like, early, mid-50s. Yeah. So, yeah. But still, it's like, you know, yeah. you have your money saved up, you should, he should, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, the world's his oyster. Like, he's able to go do whatever he wants. Yeah, hopefully so. Yeah, I do like how when, like, it shows, like, uh, when uh, Tully's wa- uh, watching Hunnam pack up and... Mm-hmm. That the one asshole kid comes up and he's just like, "Here he got kicked out for eating poop." Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, and yeah, then, he's he's the kid who earlier said he thought he was uh, jerking off in the Cobb salad. Yeah, yeah, which was actually pretty funny. Yeah, and um, and then like Tully, and he's still because like you know he can't, you know, because he's, he's a teenager, he can't just be like you know. Fuck you, dude! Like he's my friend. You know? Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, just, right. He's, he's like, like uh huh, sure. He's just like, no, nah, I didn't hear it happen. That happened. Like, mm-hmm. he, but he can't be like, you know, I just had a moment. I just, I had like a 
profound emotional two weeks with this yeah creepy old guy like yeah this weird old dude who yeah hates. who's now who's now my dad yeah <laughs> so and uh, right after this Tolly says goodbye to hunnam and thanks to him for what he did he's like mm-hmm. i don't know what happened but i know i'm here and you got fired yeah uh they say goodbye and hunnam says you can do this mm-hmm to Tully and this like really hit me yeah this was like one of those like almost like Wes Anderson type endings mm-hmm. early Wes Anderson where early, it's like yeah. let's do a fucking father son thing and make everyone cry yeah uh yeah and it, it, it really fucking got me waterworks good. waterworks for this one and I do also like we had the moment when he left um after you know when he is getting uh, t- uh Hunnam's getting let out you know, and I do like how he tells the dean, "You, sir, are penis cancer." Oh yeah, he's like, <laughs> uh, "I knew you thirty years ago when I was teaching you, and I know you now, so I have the distinct pleasure of telling you, you are penis cancer in human form." <laughs> yeah, uh, it's genius. Uh, and also, he, he steals his brandy. He his, steals like, his brandy. His very his Louis fourteen or whatever mm. brandy, which is very expensive shit. But he and he and he does and then he look and he looks at. Um, at Tully and goes, it's this eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah go, which is, calling back and like he right. points to which eye you look at, and, mm. and so that I like that moment as well. Yeah, it's me like, too. Like they're just like they're they're having just like the human good moments. Yeah. They they've erased what the connect, the barriers that that separated them. Yeah. So Hunnam drives off and uh, takes a sip of the expensive brandy and spits it out mm-hmm. and drives away. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. I fucking love this film. How how do you like it? Oh, I loved it too. Like yeah. uh, like I, it was a nice surprise. Like it, like um, I'm pretty sure. Like the only reason why it hasn't been talked about more is probably because of Alexander Burns, <laughs> um, uh, crimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like powerful performance by Giamatti. Like he does an amazing job. Like, like um, like. Yeah, this and like the just like the the acting's top notch with between mm-hmm. all between our three leads. Absolutely. Like um uh Mary, she she's like in um Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, Divine Joy Randolph. Mm-hmm. She, she does a really good job at that. Her mm-hmm. jo- her her role in Only Murders in the Building is more comical. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine. She yeah. seems like she's funny, but she's not played that funny in this movie. No, yeah, this is played pretty serious. She's she's mm-hmm. very she's 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 very quiet and um, you know, she in in pain and grief, and yeah, like, in pain yeah, and grief, yeah. But yeah, she, I I really love her character. She, yeah, her breakdown at the party was 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 great. Like very like it yeah, was like, she she fucking killed it. Like all three it. leads were absolutely essential to this film, mm-hmm. and like you know all all the heart and the mind of the film. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, yeah, I would I would recommend people watch it. Like you yeah. know, like uh it's it's definitely like something that's like not talked about as much like you know by other you know just like movies of the of the of 2023 you didn't hear hear too much but i'm sure it'll get a little resurgence when Mm -hmm. inevitably it'll get a couple oscar nods Mm -hmm. i'm sure for be be a good christmas movie honestly probably all three leads will probably get an oscar nod in my opinion i think so like i like yeah like giamatti and especially like i just think he like i think this is one of his more 
like definitely emotional roles. I mean, he, mm-hmm. you know, he showed that it is just dramatic chops and like you know American Splendor. <laughs> he, he does it in everything. He's fucking he incredible. Yeah, he I does, fucking love Giamatti. Yeah, he's he's you know he's also a good comedic actor. You know, mm-hmm. he was he was pig vomit and <laughs> private parts. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> like it's just like you know he's a very funny guy, mm-hmm. and you know he's uh, but yeah he's he does a fantastic job in this. Like you're rooting for him the entire time, even though he's like ostensibly like you know very like you know hard character to like mm-hmm. <laughs> at the beginning you know he's you know he's like an asshole to everybody he hates kids like he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be watching them in the first place and it's definitely like a redemption for him and mm-hmm. like he's able in this short amount of time like you know just he's putting it into a into a into a very uh alien situation for him yeah where he's actually forced to like bear his soul and just like yeah be a human being be a human being and, and not a hermit not a hermit because yeah it's like like you know as they're saying like how the scene introduces him like it's clear like he has no bot no has never had anybody else in that, in that right, apartment well, yeah he and he has like uh you know like this power <sighs> dynamic that he's gotten used to for the yeah. last 30 years and that's his only relationship with people by and large is just this student teacher dynamic yeah which I mean must get old and like I don't know like life is all about like different dynamics with people mm-hmm. and I think that's what this movie is a lot about as well mm-hmm. is yeah, like the different dynamics we have with people and like our chosen family mm-hmm. therein. Yeah, I can see this especially if you if for people who don't have like a conventional family and mm-hmm. like if we have like more of a found type found family like mm-hmm. I can see this film being like something you would want to revisit during the holidays. Absolutely, like, it's like it's. It's a, it's a it's a great movie and has like mm-hmm. good emotional core and as we were saying like the you know it's a you know it takes place during 1970 and you know it definitely it's like a film that could exist in any time you mm-hmm. know it's like you know and there's not too many like historical cues except for like you know the fact you know um vietnam war right clearly right. and um you know the fact they're watching like the dating game or whatever. yeah and, the, and that they don't have cell phones they don't have cell phones yeah. and yeah. and so yeah it's just like it it you you're not really like it's not really like put in other you know time period movies like it's really hit yeah it doesn't head. kick you right in the dick with its time period shit yeah yeah it's it's, it's more subtle this movie is very subtle mm-hmm. and good at its subtlety yes you know it doesn't say a lot of its messages out loud or anything it kind of just lets them sit there and like mm-hmm. you know lets you kind of fucking marinate in it which yeah. is, is good i like it's it it's it's a pretty long film too it's uh two hours and 13 minutes oh yeah yeah which i think is you know if a movie is good enough it justifies its runtime and this definitely justifies its runtime yeah it went by pretty quick for me yeah same yeah that was even like, though i watch it over the period of four hours <laughs> yeah yeah stopping and taking notes and mm-hmm. no. yeah like uh yeah i would i would definitely tell people to watch it Mm-hmm. Actually, like, uh, like, um, I went out. I was just in Boston for the holidays. Yeah, and I read, a, you know, the guy in the um, and the um, in the liquor store scene. Mm-hmm. You know, um, after they meet the the former stu- the former uh, after Hunter meets his, you know, former yeah. student. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, colleague, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the guy that was like working at that liquor store actually does work there in real life oh nice yeah he's actually actual dude so i was just like oh i want to go to that liquor store and say good job on that movie (laughs) cool dude (laughs) but i didn't i forgot i got to look out what forgot look up what um but you could have made that guy's year yeah i'm sure like lots of people are probably going like hey that was a fucking good movie you was in (laughs) yeah 
But yeah, he was he, like, because he, he was just like, he's like, hey, pr- do whatever you want, guy, or whatever. Killer. Yeah, yeah. Kill, yeah, do whatever you want, killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just definitely like just Boston dude, so. Mm-hmm. Very Yeah, boss. I missed my chance to go say good job. Bummer, dog. I know. Maybe, have you considered <laughs> self-harm? I have. Yeah, probably. <laughs> self-flagellate for fucking missing that one, or self-fallatiate. Self-fallatiate, yeah, yeah. I'll self-fallatiate myself. Self-fallatiate yourself. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, really like this film. Yeah. Uh, great music, really great soundtrack, especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool song selection. This uh, Alexander Payne or whoever the music, you know, director was is definitely like plugged into like a really good like Spotify playlist of like mm-hmm. indie folk kind of shit. Yeah, 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 pretty yeah. good stuff. Yeah, very time appropriate. Yeah, there was a, a great song. It's actually really um, like kind of new uh, by a Seattle musician named Damien Harado mm. called Silver Joy. Okay. And uh, it's only like a 10-year-old track or something. And mm. it's it's the one that plays at the very beginning mm. uh, and a couple times throughout the beginning. They use, like, the guitar chords and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, really, really beautiful song. But, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, just great music in general. Great film in general. I'd recommend it. Although Alexander Payne apparently Creep. is a... Sex pest. Sex pest. And... Um, things they don't allow us to say on youtube yeah <laughs> and we put this on youtube so uh oh yeah we're gonna uh, you know uh yeah <laughs> so uh yeah i don't know download it don't pay them yeah download, download it. it yep just download them don't pay them that's how i saw it i saw it in your plex server hell yeah go fucking go on my plex server pay me instead of alexander Payne, baby yeah he's a pain in the ass pain, alexander Payne in the ass got him mm-hmm. yeah you got anything else to say on this bad boy um no no it's good yeah all right well i guess that's a great place for us to leave it yeah, thanks see, for- see it for giamatti and dominic and uh divine Yes. Yeah. See it for them. They do. Mm-hmm. They do an incredible job. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it is definitely an actor and actress film. Like yes. it. It stands on their three performances. If you replaced any of them, I don't think it would have been nearly as strong of a film. No. Uh, yeah. It was just fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Go see it, everybody. Go see it. Well, I think that's a great place for us to leave it. Thanks for hanging with us, Soyagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, be well, travel safe, and check out the holdovers from 2023. Yeah. Thanks for checking with us, Soy Boys, Girls, and Willy Beans. Hang dong and shocker.
Won't you give me a matchbook? I'm in the mood. The matchbooks are looking so tasty. Won't you open up wide? It's getting pasty. Stick it in, 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 stick it in,